Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is a View from the Bullens podcast. Listen to all the news, views and inside track from Goodison Park. This is a View from the Bullens podcast, sponsored by The Beer Keller, Liverpool One. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome back to another episode from A View from the Bullins with Benwin Stanley and Lee McLean. Lee, Leeds United won, Everton won, a hard-fought draw at Ellen Road on Tuesday night. You've had time to sleep on it, lots to talk about. What are your initial thoughts? Yeah, there are lots to talk about, but uh, like I said last night, I've come away from that game feeling a lot more optimistic about what lies ahead for Everton than I did before that game. And I know it sounds a bit strange because we're sat here on played five and we still haven't won a game. But um, overall, it's a point. I think we were unlucky not to win the game in the end simply because we were denied what for me is a perfectly good goal um, by Damari Gray. Um, it just it, it just raises so many questions again in terms of VAR uh, and the consistency shown if you look at that compared to the one which is pretty much identical, which was allowed for Marcus Rashford last week. 
Um, yeah, it's a perfectly good goal. I think Leeds, Jesse Marsh has come out after the game and, and conceded that. And and if it's given, you're looking at a at a great away win. So it's fine margins again. But that aside, we've we've gone ahead in the game. We've been pegged pegged back by you know a decent finish, which has just caught Jordan Pickford a little bit flat footed and unaware. I think he was a little bit short sighted by the equaliser. But we've gone to a really really difficult place uh, to go and play football. We visibly and audibly frustrated Leeds and their fans and their manager, whose antics all night were with that of a very, very frustrated team. You could tell <laughs> we're, we're, we're upset that Everton had come and done a job on them. It was a great away performance. Again, it falls into the category that it was a game I feel we would have lost last season. But if you look at the profile of some of the players that we've brought in and the players that started that game last night, you know, they, they displayed fight, effort all evening. They were clearly playing for the badge, leadership in there, you know, a few snides, all stuff that we've been crying out for, not just us three, but Evertonians for a long time now that we haven't got enough of. I think this side shows an abundance. You've got Patterson who does who, who shows all of the above. Connor Cody, James Tarkovsky, Anthony Gordon as well, you know, not, not afraid to, to mix it up. Anana, we've got some real, real good examples of, of players who show all of that stuff that we've been missing for, for so long. Um, and it's great to see. It's great to see. I think there, there were some unbelievable performances in there again. I think Alex Awobi, we, we, we might as well just have this recorded and, and press play every week when we're on a podcast because he was top man again. I'm, I can't say enough about Amadou Anana. He is just, he's come in and already he's almost standing out from everyone else as being a level above and he's a player who's just going to get better and better I'm sure we'll come on to him a little bit later um, Anthony Gordon registering another goal and his end product I know we were all certainly me included were, were questioning that up until a couple of weeks ago but I don't know whether it's the speculation or whatever has led him to really really up his game I thought he was excellent again um, so many good performances all over the pitch uh, on another day, it could have been three points, but we take the points. I think there's enough to be positive about and go into the derby with renewed optimism. Hopefully with, um, well, we, we certainly know Neil Morpé is going to be available and God knows who else. So yeah, room to go into that into that derby with a little bit of a spring in our step. And I certainly don't think this Everton side and the side we saw last night are going to roll over for many sides this season. Mm, ben, I share the same sentiment as Lee. I don't think this Everton team will roll over for many teams this season. There's a real steal about them and the big decision of the game was obviously the Damari Gray goal. Where do you see this one? There was a very, very similar goal that was given for Manchester United with Marcus Rashford, and that one was given. This one was not given. What are your thoughts first on that? And then ultimately, what are your thoughts on the game itself? Consistency. I think that's the where that springs out to me in relation to them two incidents that you're referring to. If Marcus Rashford is deemed onside, then Damari Gray is deemed onside also. I think by the letter of the law, they're probably both offside, um, to be perfectly honest. But you can't give one and not the other. They've got to come to an agreement. There was an agreement at the start of the season that they were going to benefit the attackers when the lines overlapped. Um, I think Mark Housey was seen on Twitter replying to an Everton fan about the said issues and that the, the benefit of the doubt was going to, going to go towards the attacking team. I've looked at that image. I was obviously at the game. I thought he was onside on real time and live time. When the linesman flag put his 
flag up. I said to people around me, he looked on, he looked on side. Normally you can tell it's not clear cut. If it's not daylight, then something needs to be done. They need to like sort out these rules because they're too close. How can anyone on a computer screen predict the exact moment that the ball leaves Anthony Gordon's foot? I've actually seen two frames to this. And the one they seem to use is where it's left Anthony Gordon's foot by a millisecond. And it is just millisecond. But in real time, that can be an inch or two. That's how short we're talking. So something needs to be done on a matter of fact on that. Um, like I said, just some sort of consistency in the, the Premier League to come out and give a bit of clarity about what actually is the ruling. Because um, the Rashford and Grey one are identical for me. They really are. The game itself, uh, obviously Lee summarised it very well there. The most thing, the, the best thing I was most impressed with was the team together. We've signed some real warriors in the summer, real leaders, players who aren't going to give up on a fight. This time last year, Everton 1-0 up, we conceded to go 1-1. We would have got beaten in that game. 110% we would have gone on to lose that game. I have no doubts about it. But the likes of Connor Cody, James Tarkovsky at the back, there was a bit of a scuffle with Anthony Gordon, and both of them ran nothing less than about 60 yards across the field, straightening amongst it, protecting the little ones, got the away fans right up for it. No one's touching their teammates. Last year, you wouldn't have seen that. You really, really wouldn't have seen that. So I, lo- I love that side of the game. Like Lee said, a bit of snidiness, a bit of, a bit of team ethic, team backing unity, strength, what the fans were all about last season. That's what gets us through games. Yes, I want to see us pick up three points because we are already on three points. But it's baby steps at the moment. The likes of Awobi Onana um, looked really good. Tom Davis did did enough. Um, but obviously, there was no substitutions from Frank Lampard last night, not one. And for a team that we spoke about pre-match leads who are a team full of energy, full of pressing, full of high lines. They defended for their lives. There was a lot of leggy running towards the end there, but they all stood up and was counted for. And it just speaks volumes for me that Frank didn't go onto the bench to bring on the likes of Alan or Rondon. But standout performance is Nathan Patterson. Wow. Really, what a performance from him. Superb from the start. Probably his best game in an Everton shirt, I'd go as far as saying. Up and down that pitch. Maybe could have done better for his chance. I think Damari Grave is square. But look, he's still a kid, very young. And like Lee touched on again, Onana. You, you can see it with certain players. They seem to be one step ahead. And he looks like he's got all the time in the world. He's got power, strength, physicality. Once again, he put in a massive challenge in the middle of the field, jeering the away fans up. I think he needs to start games. I think coming up to speed off the bench is a lot difficult and a lot um, quite difficult to keep up to the game when you come off the bench. But when he starts, he grew in and grew in and grew in. And to play 90 minutes after playing a lot of football over the past week, played 90 minutes of Fleetwood, 75 at Brentford and another 90 minutes shows that he's getting up to speed quickly. So overall, happy with a point. Would have took that before the game. Um but let's start trying to create more chances and try and get some goals in. I think more player help. And if we can get another attacker in, it'd be great, even better. Mm. Lee, I want to just touch on the, the team spirit of this current crop of Everton players. Michael Ball, former Everton player, and obviously a part of this a View from the Bullins podcast. He, he spoke earlier and he said, it's early days and it's far from perfect. 
but the fans can see Frank is onto something and it takes time. This set of players are showing signs of something we have lacked for far too long, and that is spirit, bottle and backing each other when the going gets tough. And just talking about last night's game at Leeds United, there were moments where things got a bit frantic. The atmosphere was rising. It was a bit of a cauldron. And not only that, there was a few scuffles on the pitch, but Everton stood strong, didn't they? And in games last year, in that kind of environment, in that kind of manner of game, Everton did roll over for teams and ultimately got beat. But there is something about this team at the moment. Okay, they haven't won a game, but they are standing up to these sort of atmospheres and this sort of volatile atmosphere when players try and get in our faces. And there's a bit of leadership in this team now, isn't there? Mate, yeah, I don't think they were just standing up to the atmosphere. It looked to me like they were enjoying it. Uh, I know you lads were at the game. I couldn't make it due to childcare issues again, but um, I'm watching it on the TV. And you've got James Tarkovsky with, with big cheesy grins on his face. He was loving it. So we, we've called out for this for, for a long, long time on doing these podcasts, however long we've been doing it now. And we've been crying out for these characteristics and players. And it, it's been a massive frustration of mine when I've been looking at other sides and the surrounding the referee going and backing up the teammates. There was even an example yesterday coming out for the second half. Connor Cody's in the referee's ear and he's and, he, and I don't know what he's saying, but I've always looked at opposition players doing that and, and thought that's just getting that little bit more of an advantage. It's just putting that element of doubt in a referee's head. Why don't you ever see Everton players and the Everton captain doing that? Now, I know Connor Cody's not our captain, but Frank Lampard said it, um, when we signed him, he doesn't need the captain's armband. He's a leader. He's a natural captain. James Tarkovsky is as well. Nathan Patterson is as well. Pickford certainly is. Anthony Gordon is. Anana is. You look all over the pitch now and we've got leaders and we've got people who are going to war together. And you look at any successful side and any successful Everton side from the past, you look back at that mid-80s side and those lads have been very, very lucky to meet a lot of them, the vast majority of that squad through the events and, and certain other things. They all tell you in conversation the one thing that stood out to them and and made them as successful as what they were was team spirit and team bonding. Stuff they were doing off the pitch, the characteristics. You run through that side, Andy Gray, Peter Reid, Kevin Ratcliffe, Neville Southall. Would you want to get into a scrap with them? The answer is no. If you were to ask that same question of the Evans side from the first half of last season, the season before that, we were, too, we were too much of a soft touch. And if you were to ask the same question then, you'd be thinking, as an opposition player, yeah, I would want to go into battle with them because I fancy my chances against them. We'll, we, we pull a goal back, we go a goal ahead. These, these, these lads will crumble, not anymore. And I don't think we're going over the top here because it's there, we, we're seeing it. And thankfully, it looks like the recruitment, they're not just looking at the blindingly obvious. They're, they're going back and they're doing the research and the... And the recruiting players based on not just their ability but character and the character profile and it's so so important because you can have all the ability in the world and we've seen far too many examples for our liking of this in in recent history with Everton all the ability in the world but if you haven't got the right attitude and you think you can waltz around the pitch for 95 minutes and not put the effort in and not show for the badge and not have bravery Everton fans won't take to you and you won't do well and the team will struggle so that's why even though we're only on three points and we're five games in, I think there's much bigger reasons for that. And there's reasons that are getting addressed and I think slowly will improve in the next couple of weeks. But in terms of your basics, 
and what should be absolutely intrinsic to any successful football side, and that is character, bottle, snidiness, leadership, all of that sort of stuff. We're taking those boxes and that gives us every chance for me to kick on and be a much more successful side going forward. So I'm loving it. I, I'm, I'm, ben said it before, that's the side of the game that I, it really gets my juices flowing, that I can really relate to. And it's why all of a sudden, in the last couple of games, they've got me back on side. I'm like a little bit feeling a little bit down with everything. They've got me back. And tell you what, I can't wait to get into Goodison Park on Saturday now. And, and Ben, just talking about the game itself, obviously a volatile atmosphere, hostile atmosphere, but there was some good football played with, uh, with the Everton players, wasn't there? No striker again, but the goal, it was brilliant football, wasn't it, from Alex Awobi for starters? I think a few Everton fans have been saying, well, he needs to come up with some goals and assists, Alex Awobi. And that's exactly what he's done the past few games. A few assists now under his belt. That ball is inch perfect. I know it goes between the players' legs or just around him. And it's a great finish from Anthony Gordon, who I want to say has been fantastic with all this surrounding him and his future. So hats off to Anthony Gordon. I didn't think he'd ever spit his dummy off, dummy out. Um, he's got his head down, got stuck in, worked hard. Two and two now. Let's hope, obviously, that issues are all sorted and he kicks on and he potentially gets rewarded with a, a new contract. And we go on to the battles of next summer then. But yeah, great goal. Really good build-up. A lot of nice football throughout. I think Leeds, their fans were hostile. It was a loud, noisy game, but the players stood up. I think going from a back three to a back four helped. I think having that extra man in midfield helped. I think the likes of Dwight McNeil put up a bit of a shift in, uh, obviously, especially defensively. It seemed like he was dropping back to give support to Nathan Patson a lot more. Um, and stopping that the, the ever-so-dangerous Jack Harrison on the left-hand side. So we nullified Leeds. They had a few a few chances, but arguably we had the, the Onana one from the corner, which seems to just hit the head of a Leeds player. The Damari Gray disallowed goal, the Nathan Patterson chance. We could have quite easily come out with three points in that game. But majority of the whole, I think I prefer the 4-3-3. I think the whole myth around Connor Cody not being able to play in a back four was shown last night. He might not win your header. He's not your stereotypical 6 foot 4 centre-half that's going to win every header. But you always find Tarkovsky behind him looking to clean up the mess. You looked better for me in a back two than a back three. So hopefully that's something we stick with and build. Um, but no, the football was good. There were some nice moves, some intricate Pass and move football, some nice one-touch football, which kind of led us down the pitch. Again, we just need that striker's instinct, don't we, to to finish off these said moves, to create that little bit of chance. So I'm optimistic. I'm happy. Hopefully we can get these midfield reinforcements in over the next couple of days and really kick on for the season. Overall, I'm happy. Just got to start winning games. Mm, Lee, one player that really did impress during the game was right back Nathan Patterson. He was absolutely fantastic, wasn't he? No, yeah. I mean, I I, I love him. I, I've the only reason I'm saying that is because I I actually know a couple of Rangers fans, and I know we know Borley as well. He's got close connections to the club, and ever since he came in, I just was constantly hearing glowing reports about him, and he, he is the real deal. He's going to be amazing. Obviously, it's only the club captain James Tavernier who was, was stopping him getting in that Rangers side, but I, I sort of understand. Lampard's reluctance to throw him straight in earlier on uh, last season, given the the position that we were in. But now that he has come in, 
everyone said, okay, let's see, can he take his chance? He's a young lad, he's coming down, he's crossed the border, he's gone, come south, can he come to Everton and, and make an impression? And boy, has he. he he's, he's just getting better. He comes into the same bracket as Anana. He's just getting better and better week on week. He looks like he's really enjoying his football. He's growing in confidence. And Everton have got a, a really proud history of Scots, you know, play, playing for us and becoming cult heroes. Uh, you know, there's just something about them. He's got that Glaswegian swagger for me um, where he, he enjoys the fight. You know, he enjoys going up against a left winger who's going to cause him problems. Going up against opposition fans who are maybe giving him a little bit doesn't phase this lad. Uh, he's tough. He's a tough character. And that's what you need. But he, more, more importantly, from a football standpoint, he's, he's mobile. Um, now, obviously, this is not a time to have a dig at Seamus Coleman because he's been an unbelievable servant for us. And I think he will be more pleased than anyone to see Nathan Patterson performing how he is. But he couldn't get up and down the pitch. And, and it really did impact us. And, and he became a, a focal point for the opposition at times last season. You know, that's not going to happen with Nathan Patterson. Um, I think he's really benefiting from being next to experienced, real, real leaders like Connor Cody and James Tarkovsky. Um, again, I don't think he would have flourished as much playing next to the likes of Michael Keane week in, week out, uh, for, for various reasons, really. But he's, he's, he's took his chance, he's grasped it with both, with both hands. He's now made himself almost undroppable in that position unless something happens and, and God forbid it does, you know, let's hope he can stay fit, stay uh, suspension free and stay in that side because he's, he's a joy to watch. And all, I think always a, a, a real telltale sign of someone who's come in and done well and captured the hearts and the affection of the fans is when you get a, a chance like that, like the one he's got. Um, credit to Barry Williams for that one. Um, but it's, it's an unbelievable chance. He's going to feel... 10 foot tall listening to that the fans love him and rightly so so he's he's been a massive positive point uh, in a, in obviously a stuttering star for the club uh, but he's going to be a focal point for Everton for years to come I hope Ben and another player another new player this season is Dwight McNeil how do you think he fared against Leeds he's kind of dividing opinion but he worked tirelessly didn't he at Ellen Road yeah, he did. I think, again, that was probably his best game for Everton. Um, I know we signed him to obviously bring in his attacking attributes, but he backed up Nathan Patterson all game. He worked his socks off, won a lot of tackles, had a lot of percentage of successful tackles, blocks, clearances. He was all he literally ran up and down that line, and that's all we can ask of him. We all know Dwight McNeil wants to potentially play more centrally. That's where he wants to play in the long run. So he's still only young. He's another kid who has bags of potential. I think he'll be a success at the football club. I just think he's finding his feet at the moment. Again, no real striker. Um, his corner nearly led to Onana getting the winner. It was a great ball in, a little flick on. So that, that's what he's been brought in to do, his crossing ability. And he, he does have some intricate football. He, he's very predominantly one-footed. I don't think I've seen a more one-footed player in a long time. And that's not that's not a criticism. That's just probably the way he's been brought up. Um, but he holds the ball well, shielded it off. Just needs to get a bit further up the pitch, a bit more creativity, get a few shots off. There was a chance on the edge of the area where it fought, fell to him. And he, you just think, go on, do what you did against Dynamo Kiev in pre-season. And he just didn't come off, did it? I just feel like he needs a goal or an assist or a nice bit of play that leads to a goal. 
just to give him that little boost. But I think he worked really well with Nathan Patterson, especially defensively. They, they seem to have a real good understanding of one another, of who goes, who sits. But for the likes of Jack Harrison, who, who's a very, very good player, he's probably one of the leaders' better players. They doubled up on him, um, and I think it was probably the right thing to do. A, a guy full of pace, wicked end product, and they did really well. Um, but like Lee said, Nathan Patterson was great, really was superb last night. Um Man of the match for me. The chance was getting going. So, Barry Williams, you, you've done very well getting that chance out there. Again, what Lee said. Um, but everyone just needs to know the words because it was kind of disjointed and slowed down. But no, absolutely over the moon with Nathan Patterson's performances this season. Shame he got injured towards the back end of last season. But overall, Dwight McNeil, it was a six or seven out of ten. Wasn't his worst game, probably nowhere near his best game. But defensively, he cannot be questioned, but you need to start upping his game in the, in the final third of the pitch. Lee, no substitutions by Frank Lampard. Do you think that was maybe a message to the players on the bench or a message to the players on the pitch that he was happy because it was a, a frantic game? It was a fast game and mentally draining, physically draining. How did you see that one? Mm, yeah, it was strange, wasn't it? Um, there was a lot of people calling for substitutions in the last... 10-15 minutes because the players had put so much effort in um, I don't know I don't know whether it was a reluctance from Lampard to disrupt the flow of the game considering what happened at Brentford um, where the substitutions perhaps didn't really pay off maybe that's just put an element of doubt in his head and he wanted to just stick with it and it's sort of really okay I'll, I'll take the lesser of the two risks in keeping the players on there and just hoping that they, they see the last 10 minutes out which is ultimately what happened and if you think about it, in the last 10 minutes, you know, we've created a couple of real, real good opportunities to win the game with um, Nathan Patterson there with the disallowed goal. You know, we were the side who came closest to taking the three points in the end. But if you look at the bench you know, as, a, as a bigger picture, it's, it's such a poor bench. Um, I'm not going to go through the names one by one, but there's not really much you can turn to in order to change the game on that bench. Um, perhaps the only change I would have personally made is bringing maybe Alan on for a Tom Davis, who for me, I'm not going to go into massive detail, but was quite anonymous again all night um, and, and was the weak link again. Um, but this picture is going to change uh, if, if reported to be believed. And, and I, I certainly think from what Lampard's saying, we're not done in the transfer market. Um, hopefully from this weekend onwards, we're going to have more options from the bench. You know, for example, if the likes of Dwight McNeil drops to the bench, then you'd like to think he's a player who could come on and affect the game. Um, one of the midfielders is going to have to drop out if, if Garner gays in and, and he comes in. There's somebody else who drops to the bench and all of a sudden these starters become bench players, some of them, and it strengthens your options coming off the bench. And it is important. You're looking at these five subs being made by some of the other squads in the Premier League and they're getting used really sensibly. Uh, and, and it's enabling these sides to freshen up and, and get a second wind and kick on and try and win a game. We haven't got that, unfortunately. We're having to try and win games with what we've got from the off. Uh, and if it's not going our way, we're very, very limited as to what we can do, which is frustrating. But like I say, going back to my first point, I think it was just a little bit of Brentford creeping into Lampard's thoughts there and a bit of a reluctance to change things. And at the end of the day, we, we escaped with a point, so it was no harm done in the end. Mm, ben, a 4-3-3 system. What did you think of the midfield? Did they did they perform to the, you know, to what you expected? Alex Zawobi, Amadou Anana, and Tom Davis, or, or were you happy more with the with the two in there during previous games? 
There was a lot less long ball football, I can tell you that. There was a lot more intricate passing. Um, I think overall, the free midfield did very well. Um, Alex Awobi and obviously Onana performed very well. And Tom Davis, I've, I've critic, critiqued him sometimes on this podcast. Um, I felt like he did a, a real good job last night. Um, he just won his battles, won his individual battles. And it speaks volumes that there was obviously no substitutions. Um, he seemed to get about the pitch. So, yeah, hats off to the midfield three. I think it's definitely the way forward. I'm a big believer in 4-3-3. I think a lot of big clubs around Europe play 4-3-3. And they seem to work well together. Um, I think there's definitely a place for the likes of Tom Davis. But with the incomings of, obviously, James Garner and Adrisa Garner-Gay, there's a lot more class and quality and depth in that squad now. Um, the likes of Lewis Warrington and others may find their chances slimmed, shall I say. Um, it might be a case of some loans coming in for them. But the 4-3-3 the suited. I felt like the wing-backs got further up the pitch as well. Um, that was probably one of the reasons why we played 3-4-3. Three, three. But Patterson seemed to get up no end. He was at the other end of the pitch. Mikhailenko had arguably an off day. Um, defensively, again, good. But just going forward just wasn't quite there again, was it, for me? Um, I think you maybe might have been the weak link last night. And that's just having a, a bad game. That's not me criticising him. He just had a, one of them off games where it didn't really go to fruition. He didn't really be able to overlap. There's a few times he overlapped Anthony Gordon's created a bit of space. But I think didn't really like get flowing down the left as well as it, it could well have done. But Awobi has been a, a revelation in that central midfield position. He's probably the first name on the team sheet, which is baffling if you would have asked any Evertonian 18 months ago. Onana is growing and growing and growing, not just in height, but in stature and presence and his aura. Um, he just looks like a class above their own. He, he's been performing brilliantly. So, no, very, very happy with the defence, happy with the midfield. We just need to start scoring a few more goals. If we can get someone to get one or two, just keep on getting that two-goal advantage, it would be massive. And we could start seeing our games. I really do believe if we get one or two nil up, especially two-goal advantage, we can maybe see out these games and go more compact, bring on that extra defender and see out games. That's what I want to start seeing. We need to start getting clean sheets because I think we've conceded in every game by Fleetwood, which is, we're not conceding two or three goals. We're just conceding like the ones, which are just knocking our ability to get over the line with points or three points. So that's what I want to see improved. Get clean sheets under the belt, get three points and move on. And mm. touching on the defence, Lee, Connor Cody and James Tarkowski, how highly do you rate them? We spoke about leaders, and I know we've previously touched on it during this podcast, but we speak about leaders and, and like real men, proper defenders. They've added a completely different backbone to this Everton squad, haven't they? Yeah, they have. And it, it gives you that basis. Um, I know clean sheets aren't really coming our way at the minute, but I think they will come, certainly with increased understanding. And... It's part of a, a bigger picture in terms of our style of play. I think once we get these attacking options in and we're able to retain the ball a little bit more, um, it takes the pressure off the defence. Uh, and, and I think these clean sheets will start to happen. I think if you look at some of the goals that we've conceded, they've been sort of out of out of nowhere. Very, very little that either Tarkovsky or Cody could have done about them. He can't lay the blame at their door. Um, they've come in and they've made really, really positive starts to their Everton career. Like we were all pretty confident that they would. Um, they display all of the, the right player profile. Um, I think they'll enjoy playing with each other as well. Like I think they'll enjoy training with each other just because it, they're quite similar in terms of the characteristics. They're both vocal, they're both 
they both love a scrap. I think they both enjoy the art of defending. And I think we've heard people talk about that on our on our podcast, some of the ex pros that we've had on. When you're a defender, you've got to they've got to look like they're enjoying it. Would they would they stick the head in when someone's boots right there in front of them and risk a couple of stitches? Yes, they would. I don't think you could have said that for some of the some of the other players who have been pulling on the blue shirt in those positions in the last few few seasons. And it's what you want to see. It sets the tone. It, it makes other people comfortable around them. It makes fullbacks perform better. I think that's what we're seeing. Um, so very, very positive. I think, again, Ben's used a word to describe Connor Cody playing in a two, and that that's a myth. And I think it is. I think he dispelled that myth last night with his performance. He, he came in and in his, in his interview when he joined the club, he said, you know, everyone associates me with playing in a three. That's not true. He's more than happy playing in a two. And I think going forward for Everton with the recruitment as well, 4-3-3 will be the way forward. I, do, I think it's Lampard's preferred formation when he's got the players there to do it. Uh, and it's just a refreshing change from the likes of Keane and Mina. Mina's obviously a really good player and he's really talented, but we can't rely on him. Um, you can be as good a footballer as you want, but when when you're dropping out every single week, it it, it, it doesn't benefit doesn't benefit you. So it, it's too solid, dependable. At least seven out of ten every week, centre backs in there, which are going to form the basis of everything that we do at the back. So, yeah, absolutely brilliant to pair of them. Couldn't have started off life any better. And how high do you, do you rate Connor Cody and James Tarkowski? I heard a, or seen a quote in, in from one of the journalists, and they said it was probably the best Everton pairing for a decade. Do you, do you share them thoughts? But you probably go back to your, your Jaggy Elka, Distan, Jaggy Elka, Lescott days, and I'd probably say the journalist is spot on. I really do think he's touched about how much of a team building presence they're getting him, getting in leaders. We're getting in two club captains from Wolves and Burnley, respect, respectfully. So they're a big, big aura in the dressing room. The two players that you want behind you when the, the, the going gets tough. They're not going to back down. They're not going to back down to anyone. Anyone's going to square them up or square up to any of our players. They're going to be there, always in the referee's ear. I don't think people realise how important it is. If you get in the referee's ear at the right time, you can influence the game slightly, continue to get stuck in, into the ear. The, the, the cop ice across the park, Stephen Gerrard, was, was brilliant at it, always in the ref's ear. So having these players like that who aren't scared to say something, just say the little quote, the little comment, get people, get a reaction from some people is what we need. But together they perform really well. Both are solid on the ball. Both are comfortable playing long balls. I think last night we seen Tarkovsky play a 60-yard ball to Nathan Patterson on the right. We've seen Connor Cody perform brilliant assists for Anthony Gordon, especially against Brentford. So it is a myth they can play together and they're probably the best two. Maybe when the likes of um, Holgate and Godfrey come back, then we'll readdress the situation. But for now, they're the two starters. They're the two leaders. They're not going to back down. They're not going to shy away from any tackles. And they're going to give you 110%. So that's journalist. That's a really good quote. I made up your board to that attention. I actually haven't seen that quote. But when you start thinking about it, you, you go back and they're probably absolutely spot on over the past few seasons. Obviously, we haven't really had a a solid partnership for about four or five years. Mina keeps on getting injured. Michael Keane's been hit and miss in and out. So, yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I think it's two tremendous signings by the football club. So, hopefully they can cement their place in the back two. 
we kick on and we get some wins under our belts. And there we have it. Leeds United 1, Everton 1. Keep an eye on all our social media channels with the transfer deadline day looming and also all the build-up to the Merseyside derby on Saturday. In the meantime, have a great week and we'll see you all very soon. Take care and all the very best. Thank you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.